My name is Tina. I'm the host of this podcast show and also the creator of the YouTube channel, Home Free Alaska, where we share from scratch recipes, homeschool life inspiration, and our homesteading journey with you. This podcast is a spinoff of our channel, a behind the scenes look into our life on the homestead. Raw and unfiltered, I share my thoughts on motherhood, marriage, our culture, and our spiritual pursuit as believers. Thanks for joining me. Now let's get on with today's show. Hey, you guys, welcome back to the Life with Tina podcast. Thanks for joining me today. I am super excited to be here. As promised, I am attempting to be a little bit more consistent with my podcast show. Yeah, I know. Right before we hit the road to move to Alaska and like embark on this crazy adventurous journey. I'm like, I'm about to be consistent on my podcast. But my goal in the very beginning was to uh, post at least one podcast show a week. That was what I felt I could handle. And that's what I'm going to try to do. May not be perfect, but nonetheless, here I am. So this is two weeks in a row. Okay. Can I, you know, can y'all just acknowledge that? (laughs) Two weeks in a row. Here I am. Actually, Parker is in vacation Bible school this week. And so it's been kind of nice from about 930 in the morning until noon every day. I have this little pocket of time that so far has been filled up with uh, work on the YouTube channel and lots of laundry and dishes and just, you know, all the mom stuff. But today is Friday at the time of this recording. And I thought, let me hop on here and just chat with you guys today. So This week's episode actually uh, popped into my brain because of something that I saw, and it hit me so deeply that I thought, I really feel like I want to speak on this, I want to share my thoughts on this, because I think that it's really important, and I think that it needs to be heard. So uh, what we're going to chat about a little bit today is this idea of our current culture. And actually, it's been like this for quite a while, but you know, if you're not happy, just get divorced. Everybody's doing it. (laughs) You don't like what your husband wears, just divorce him. I mean, you look at Hollywood and that's pretty much how petty it gets, right? It seems like, uh, and I've said this to you guys so many times, but those words that we say on the marriage day really are just words for a lot of people. Um, that's not just words. That's a promise that we make to our partner. And that's also a promise that we make to the Lord, right? For better or for worse. When we get married, the Lord tells us in scripture that we are no longer one. We join our spouse and we become one with them. So we're no longer two separate people. Um, but it's it's just interesting to see in the culture how you can, you know, get divorced and no one bats an eye at it. And, you know, I just want to start out with this disclaimer. I feel like I always have to do this. Like every time I do a touchy subject on the podcast or even talking about certain things on the YouTube channel, because everybody gets offended these days, right? Like you, you can't say anything without somebody getting offended. So I want to say that if you have been divorced, this, this podcast show is not to knock you. Um, it's not to knock you at all. I don't know your situation. I don't, uh, I don't know why you got divorced. That's between you, your ex-husband, and God, right? Um, So I'm not here to knock people that have gotten divorced. I myself have been very close to that a few times, and you guys know that from things that I've shared with you here on this podcast. You know, it has not uh, always been easy. It's 
it's not always been easy. It's never easy, <laughs> right? Like, can we just be real? Like marriage is freaking hard. Marriage is so hard, you guys. So please do not hear me say throughout this show today that if you are in an unhealthy relationship, especially if it's abusive, whether that's verbal, physical, sexual, um, or you are in a relationship where your your partner has repeatedly committed adultery against you and betrayed you. I do not expect anybody to stay in something that is dysfunctional like that. But what I will say is there is hope and there is always healing if both parties are willing to surrender 100% to the Lord in the path of recovery, it can be done. But it has to be both sides coming together that want the change or it'll never work. So uh, just don't hear me saying that on this show. Everybody's got their life. Everybody's got their situations. And uh, sometimes it is it is actually safer for someone to leave a relationship. Now, it, it's kind of interesting because if you read scripture, there is only one justifiable reason that the Lord calls out for getting a divorce, and that is sexual immorality, adultery right? He says it over and over and over again in scripture. And it's, a lot of people don't like that. A lot of people don't like that the Lord says, like, work it out, you know? I mean, and again, we're not talking about if you've got a husband that's beating you every night of the week or beating your children or an unsafe environment. That is not what I'm talking about. But the Lord's basically saying, no, just because those little butterflies and those fun feelings from the the beginning went away, that is not justification to leave your husband. Like that is your life partner. That's what you committed to. Um, All the little quirks, right? We all have little quirks in our marriages. I do things that Joe hates. Joe does things that I hate, you know, little stupid things too, like the trash can in the kitchen. Joe is like the trash taker outer. Like I don't have any part of taking out the trash in the house. Parker does the bathroom trashes. Joe always makes sure the kitchen trash is taken out. It is a huge pet peeve of his when I overflow the trash can. (laughs) I'm really bad at this. So like even if it needs to go out, you could get like a separate bag and start a new bag next to the trash can. Or what a thought, I could even take the trash out myself. But do I do that? No. I just keep piling the uh, cartons in there and everything to the point where the lid won't shut. And then when he goes to take the trash out, it's that much harder for him to do it, right? So that's a pet peeve of his. And like we all have pet peeves with each other. Um, You guys have heard me on my YouTube channel, some of my videos. Joe has a chair in our bedroom. Everywhere we've lived, it's either been a chair, it's been a stool, it's been a nightstand, it's been a corner of our room, where when he comes home, that's where all of his clothes go. He can't put them back in the drawer, he can't hang them up, and before you know it, said chair cannot even be seen, and it makes me crazy. Um, But those are just stupid things, right? But the thing is, is that like they compound on top of each other, and I think that people are like, oh, you know, we're just... We're too different. We're not meant to be together. Like all these things. And it's like, no, that's just freaking people. That's just humans. We're all different. We all have things that are um, pet peeves or things that we do that we don't understand why it makes the other person mad, but it does. So (sighs) communication, intimacy. I mean, these are real problems that real marriages have, but they're not reasons to divorce your spouse according to the Lord. 
And I'll tell you guys, and you know, y'all know my stance on this as far as adultery. The Lord tells us in, I believe it's Matthew, that when you lust after somebody, you are committing adultery in your heart. So that goes completely against the culture, right? Like, oh, well, I'm just looking. I'm not touching. So, you know, pornography is okay. (laughs) Y'all know my stance on pornography. It has wreaked havoc on my marriage for 20 years. And only now at 23 years um, are Joe and I finally on the right path to recovery with a lot, and I mean a lot, of money and counseling and prayer. Um, So no, when you're looking after another woman or you're looking after another man and you are lusting after them in your heart and you are fantasizing about them and you're bringing that fantasy home to your marriage bed, that is adultery according to the Lord. So in my eyes... The moments that I have been really close to feeling like I was at my breaking point and wanted to divorce, I told myself that I was justified to do that because adultery, uh, pornography is adultery. Um, Whether it's 20 years of your spouse going out and physically cheating on you, or it's 20 years of your spouse cheating with other women cyberly online and neglecting you, that is adultery. And that goes completely against what our current culture tells us, right? So in my opinion, and I may be wrong, this can be a conversation I can have with the Lord when I get to heaven. If you are in a relationship like that, that and your spouse is not willing to acknowledge and surrender and change, then you are justified to leave that marriage, in my opinion. And that's just based on scripture that I have read in the Bible, right? Does that mean that, does that mean you should divorce your spouse? Not necessarily. Um, Where I'm at right now in my marriage with Joe and where we've come with our counseling and our journey towards getting through the sexual addiction of pornography. I look back at all these years and I look back at everything we've gone through and where we are right now and we still have so much work to do. But I think, my God, what if I had given up back in 2021 when I spent the night in a hotel by myself and I contemplated suicide for the first time in my life? For the first time in my life, I did not see a way out. I had been on my knees for years. I had cried all the tears I had. And I had a spouse that was not willing to surrender to the addiction and get help. <clears throat> so at that point, I, I felt like divorce was my only option. But I look back now and I think Satan thought he had us. Satan, oh y'all, he was so close. Let me tell you. He was so close in 2021 to completely destroying our family unit, our marriage, our children's lives, everything that we had fought for, worked for, built up since we got married in high school. He was so close. Either destroying us by me taking my life, which would have not been the answer, right? That would have devastated my children. That would have devastated Joe, right? Because Joe loves me. You know, when your spouse is addicted, You kind of have to be selfless, which is crazy to hear, right? Because as a spouse that's been betrayed for years with sexual addiction, 
You feel like that's all you've done is put yourself out there. You've always been the strong one. You've always been the one trying. You've always been the one holding the family together. And now you expect me to uh, be selfless again? Yes, I do. Because your husband or your wife, whoever's suffering from this addiction, is trapped. They are in bondage with the sin and Satan has a hold of them. And sometimes they don't even realize how bad it is because they're in it. So it, it takes a really strong spouse, a really strong person to say, I can see past the hurt you've caused me because I can see that your soul and your heart is decaying inside as well. And I want to help you. I love you so much that I want to help you, whatever it takes. That's what those vows were that we said the day we got married, right? For better or for worse. And this was the worst for us. I would have been completely within my right to divorce him over and over and over again throughout our 20 years of marriage. And I say that confidently with the scripture that the Lord has given me. But I look back now, you guys, and I'm like, oh my gosh, Satan almost won. And I'm so glad that he didn't. I'm so glad that I held on as hard as it was because now that the truth has come out, I'm seeing things in our marriage and I'm seeing things in Joe that I've never seen before. I'm seeing him try to reach out and have more of a relationship with his children. You know, he's always been a great provider. Fantastic. You know, not a partier, not a friend person, like went to work, came home, provided, like physically always been here. But emotionally, the addiction took too much of him from us. And so now we're starting to see these sides of him that we'd never seen before, which is pretty amazing. Now, I was triggered big time um, when I was looking at a Facebook group the other day. So it's a military Facebook group and I never comment on anything on this group because it's full of mainly younger women uh, that are of the world and of the culture. And if I dare say anything on this group, I don't fit in very well. <laughs> so I'm just not interested in being attacked in the comment section. Been there, done that way too many times. Um, in fact, this same group, actually, this wasn't what I was going to tell you guys about. I'll get to that in just a second. But this very same group, about a month ago, this woman, mom, right? She's got, she had two children, I think. And she was maybe in her late 20s, early 30s. And she posted on this group. Now, mind you, this is for military spouses, of a certain branch. So when you say spouses, that can be women or men, right? Because maybe there's a husband whose wife is the active duty member or vice versa. So this group is not just women. This group is men and women, okay? And this this woman posted about three to five pictures on this page, on this group. Mind you, this is a support group, okay? This is where we go, hey, just transferred into the area looking for a good dentist. Does anybody have good recommendations? Hey, does anybody want to meet up and get our kids together? Like we're new to the area. Like this is a support page, right? For military spouses. 
This woman posted these pictures and she said something to the effect of, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I finally got these pictures done. I've been wanting to do this for years and I just haven't. You know, after two children, I'm so embarrassed about my body and my breasts aren't what they used to be and yada, yada, yada. And I'm finally feeling good about myself and all this, right? So she posted these pictures and they were, it was porn. It was straight up porn. They were like black and white, very sexy, sensual, tantalizing photos. She's in like a lingerie, which is almost like a one-piece bathing suit, completely see-through and sheer, um, thong, right? I mean, it's lingerie, but it was a one-piece lingerie piece, and... She's on this couch and she's leaning over with her back on the couch, over the arm of the couch with her breast and laying down, showing the thong side. I mean, they were just very sensual, pornographic photos. And I looked at these pictures, you guys, and I was like, I cannot help but just shake my head like for so many freaking reasons. One, what are you doing? You're obviously married. You're grown enough to have these babies at home. What state of mind are you in? What state is your marriage in that you feel the need to post these photos that should be personal to you and your husband on a military spouse page where there's also men on here, which you know are married men because it's a spouse page. So are you trying to tempt these other men because you need attention so badly? Or, you know, is it that and you're also trying to, what, make these other wives that are sitting at home with their kid hanging off their boobs, still breastfeeding, maybe 50 pounds heavier than they want to be, make them feel bad about themselves and make yourself feel good about yourself? How sad. How selfish and immature could you possibly be? And I looked at these photos and I wanted to comment so badly with basically exactly what I just told you guys. And I thought it's just not even worth it. So I thought, let me just look at the comments. I want to see if anybody else is like, um, hello, like, why would you put those pictures on here? My husband looks at this Facebook group or this is a family page. What are you doing? Right? Every single comment was women. Oh, girl, dang, you look good. I wish I looked like that. Oh, where'd you get those photos done? I wish I could find someone to do photos of me like that. Oh, girl, you're brave. You look so good. Get it, girl. Like all these comments, just encouraging, supporting. You're so pretty. Oh my gosh, your body's perfect after having two kids. And you know, it was exactly what she had come on that page for. She needed attention. She needed reassurance. She's obviously insecure about her body. And y'all know there was plenty of men that looked at those, but they didn't dare to comment, right? Because their wife might see it or their wife's friend might be on that group and let let his wife know. (laughs) And then there was one lonely little comment from a wife. And she simply said, you do know that there are men on this page too, right? And then she proceeded to be attacked. 
And I thought, I knew and I know that there are more women that were thinking the same thing I was. I was not the only one going, what in the hell are you doing? And it was just, it blew my mind, you guys. But, and I don't know why, right? This is what we see everywhere. It doesn't matter what social media platform you're on. It doesn't matter what YouTube plat- uh, channel you're on. Like you're, you're seeing this stuff everywhere. So it, it's really sad. These women are desperate for attention and they're seeking it through the wrong means and they're tempting our husbands while they're doing it. Sorry, I think Joe's out there doing the dishes if you guys can hear that. <laughs> um, so this very same Facebook uh, group. Now, I do, I do not have a personal Facebook page that I maintain or a personal like Instagram page. I have a Facebook and an Instagram for our YouTube channel, Home Free Alaska. Back in 2020, when all the cray cray started with like Trump and the election and all the craziness, um, I got in way too many arguments on the social media platforms with friends. I lost friends. I lost family members over um, the masks, the ridiculousness of the vaccine mandates, um, because I'm very opinionated and I'm just not going to be that person that's like, oh, okay, no. I'm, I'm going to speak up, I'm going to speak truth, and um, we can agree to disagree and still have a relationship, but um, if not, that's cool too. So I deleted all my friends off my Facebook, my personal Facebook page, um, and I actually got rid of my old personal Instagram account. So, but I do have them for the YouTube channel where I post things and post videos and stuff that we've got going on. But I do on Facebook follow some groups, some of the military support groups, um, some off-grid living, gardening stuff, homesteading stuff, homeschooling groups. Like I do love to be a part of those groups because they're great resources for a lot of things. So I was on this very same uh, Facebook group for military spouses the other day. And I saw this post that was just words. There was no picture. And it was a, a young mom that had a couple of children. And she basically said, help. I don't know what to do. My husband keeps cheating on me over and over and over again. And she said in parentheses, it's not physical, but you know what I mean, dot, dot, dot. Right? So she's talking about pornography, obviously. And she just proceeds to say... I'm lost, I'm broken, I don't know what to do, I don't know if I should stay or if I should leave him, I don't know if it's worse for my children if I stay in this marriage and have them seeing us fighting and all the stuff. And my heart just like broke. I was triggered by that because I have been there. I've lived in that box for the better part of our 23-year marriage. My heart broke for her. I had, I had chills from head to toe because I could feel the just despair and the basically uh, breaking point that she was at. And I was also sad because I thought, oh girl, this is not the place to ask that question. Like, ladies, going to social media for advice and guidance is not the place to go. Because it is just, in general, uh, 
cultural. It is it is of this world. You're not going to go there unless you're particularly um, tapping into a Christian group and things like that, which even sometimes in those people be cray, <laughs> right? People be cray cray, even in the Christian groups. Um it's just not the place to go for advice, especially something as deep as like marital advice where your husband has a sexual addiction. So I just knew that when I clicked at the comments, what I was going to see. And like I said, I don't comment on this group. I just view and sometimes want to barf when I see the stuff that's posted, but I don't say anything. So I open the comments and I start reading the comments. And of course, Every single comment was, girl, you need to kick him to the curb. Get rid of him. Once a cheater, always a cheater. You're better off without him. It's toxic for you to stay in that relationship. It's toxic for your children to see that. You're destroying your children by staying in an unhealthy relationship. Like comment after comment after comment was cutting her husband down, telling her to divorce him and leave him, telling her that she's weak if she stays. Only one other comment, one other woman said, have you guys tried counseling? And that's all she said. I commented on it, you guys. And um, I don't ever comment on these things, but I just thought, oh my gosh, I felt, I felt compelled to say something to her that was contrary to everything she was being fed in the comment section. And I just simply said something to her like, Hey, if you ever need to talk, DM me. I'm here. I have been exactly where you are. And I want to tell you that there is hope. There is hope for your marriage. There is hope for you. There's hope for your husband. It doesn't have to end in divorce. Satan doesn't have to destroy your family. And I told her about my podcast And I said, maybe this could be encouragement to you just to hear another woman that's gone through the same thing and what we're doing to uh, get on the path to recovery to save our marriage. I offered her resources and links to sexual addiction therapists, Christian therapists, just something to show her like this is a problem. This sexual addiction is a real thing. And no, your husband is not wicked. Your husband does not hate you. Your husband um, loves you so much, but he he is in bondage to this sin. And you guys, this pornography, this sexual addiction, and that, that encompasses a lot of things. Physical adultery, prostitutes, picking up prostitutes, picking up teenagers online, pornography, strip clubs, I mean, the sexual addiction umbrella covers a lot of things. But in her particular case, it sounded like she was talking about pornography. And who knows? There may be other stuff there too, right? But I hone in on that immediately because I have, I have uh, dealt with a, a um, marriage where my husband essentially cheated over and over again, but not physically, right? <laughs> like pornography, So I was just disgusted by the comments that I saw. And you guys, I don't know where I heard this, but somewhere along the line in my life, somebody once told me, don't ever go to, don't ever tell anybody your problems that can't do anything about them, right? Like 
there's this whole aspect of gossip that sometimes I think we do against our husbands, our spouses. And it, it doesn't mean, I'm not saying that you can't ever go talk to someone if you're struggling, like go talk to your mom or your sister or a trusted friend or no, that's, you know, the Bible even tells us to go to the older women, the ones that are wiser, like, you know, for, for sound counsel. Um, so I'm not saying not ever to not ever talk to somebody if you're struggling, but going to Facebook is not the way to do it. That's not, that's not the right way, the right place to go. That's like the worst place to go. Um, so don't tell people your problems that can't do anything about it. Those people on Facebook can't do anything about your marriage, right? And then someone else told me somewhere along my life, right? Wisdom that I've gained in 40 years of living. If you're trying to figure something out, then you go to someone that is where you want to be. So if you need marriage advice or you're struggling in your marriage, you don't go to the girl next door that's got a busted up marriage. Because clearly she don't know what the hell she's doing either. <laughs> it's like birds of a feather flock together. Why do we why do we flock towards the people that are not where we want to be? And I can say that because for years I went to friends of mine and bitched and complained about my marriage and about Joe when theirs was just as bad as mine. So it was not fruitful. It was not edifying. It was not uplifting. In fact, it was very discouraging. So don't go to people that aren't where you want to be. If you want to learn how to be a successful attorney or a successful a successful mom, right? A successful homeschooler, whatever it is. You don't go to the bum on the street that ain't got no money, that's living in a tent and say, hey, how do I get a successful career? How do I get there? Can you give me like five steps to being a successful lawyer? <laughs> you don't go to someone that's never homeschooled a day in their life and say, hey, how do you homeschool? Where do I go to look for curriculums? How do I get through the hard days? They don't have a freaking clue because they're not doing it. Same thing with your marriage. You need to go to someone, and we all have someone in our life, whether it's family or someone at the church or a neighbor, and we look at them and we go, man, I wish our marriage was more like that. And it's not coveting their marriage, right? It's admiring it. It's admiration for what God's design is, right? And sometimes God puts people like that in our lives on purpose so that we can see what it's supposed to be like. Because a lot of us, like me, I grew up in a life where I never had a proper marriage modeled for me. My mom and dad were never even married. I was a one-night stand, okay? So I never saw what that looked like. But we have to go to people that are where we want to be. You find somebody in your life that you admire. You admire their relationship. You admire that they pray together. You admire that they communicate. You admire that they take the time to have date nights. You, you see these things that you don't have, right? And you go to them. Because they're not perfect either. Nobody's perfect. But at least they're on the right track. Especially if they have a, a godly marriage. You can't go wrong with that. So for too many years, I went to the wrong people for advice. And I can tell you guys right now, my whole life, even family, friends, coworkers, um, 
whenever I went to them and I would talk about Joe and me and problems we were having, one, they didn't understand it because they were in the world. And y'all know most of the time we've been in the military. So to go to anybody and say, my husband is looking at pornography and it's destroying our intimacy and our marriage. To look at anybody and say that nowadays, it's like, well, what's the problem? I mean, porn's fine. It's not like he's actually cheating on you. I mean, he's not really doing anything. He's just looking. I mean, why don't you just do it with him? Why don't you try that? I've heard that's really healthy. It can really strengthen your marriage to look at pornography together. What? I can't even freaking tell you how many times I've had people tell me that, including counselors. Yep. I got plenty of bad advice in my life, you guys, and it was because I was seeking it in the wrong place. I don't have a lot of friends because... I choose not to associate with worldly people. And I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm far from it. But I'm striving to be good and to do better every day. And that's the difference. When you're truly repentful for the things you've done and you're trying to live the right path, like that's all God expects of us. He knows we were born sinners. He knows. (laughs) That's why he had to die on the cross for us because he knew. He doesn't expect us to be perfect. He knows it's not possible, right? So I just sought the wrong advice that just put me in a spiral even more towards divorce. Everybody would tell me, leave him. He's a loser. Divorce him. You could do so much better. Oh my gosh, why are you still putting up with that? I remember I had one girlfriend and she actually was divorced. Her husband ended up being gay. And she didn't find out until like seven, eight years into their marriage that he was gay. That marriage ended in divorce. She was older than me, probably by eight, nine years or so. Um, And I looked up to her. I admired her because of the woman she was. You know, she was a Christian. She loved the Lord. We actually used to take our lunch breaks and go do a Bible study and eat lunch together and She was just very encouraging, uplifting, like just someone you wanted to be around. Like when she walked in the room, it just, it was like sunshine, right? (laughs) I should probably tell her that. She doesn't even know that. Um, You guys, when you think something about somebody that's good, tell them. Don't don't keep it inside because sometimes they need to hear it. And sometimes it's probably the best thing that they've ever heard. Like I should write her a letter and let her know the impact that she had on me. She was a single mom and she was in college, working full-time, I, um, she uh, was going towards her master's degree. Like, she was just driven, and she was beautiful, too. She was, like, this tall, blonde, like, this cute little bob haircut, just super professional, adorable, and um, we, we talked a lot. We sat right next to each other at work, and she would talk to me about her stuff, and I would sometimes share things about Joe and I, and one day we went to lunch when, when, Joe and I were like at one of our low points there and I was contemplating divorce and you guys, she looked at me across the table and she was the only person at that point in my life up to that point that did not tell me to divorce him. In fact, she encouraged me to try to work it out, to seek counseling, not to give up, like For the sake of our family, like she was the only person. And I remember leaving lunch with her that day 
And actually, I couldn't wait to get home to Joe to talk to him, to try to like figure out, okay, how can we do this? Like, who can we reach out to for counseling? Like, she filled me up in a way that nobody ever had. Like, it made me excited that, oh my gosh, divorcing him isn't the only answer. Like, that doesn't have to be it. And that stuck out in my brain because she was the only person that ever told me, stay. You don't have to go. And when I see these women on this Facebook group telling this girl, like, you're destroying your children. Like, it's toxic for them to see you stay. It's, it's showing them that you're weak. There may be some truth to some of that depending on the situation, right? If you're being physically abused, like, we talked about this in the beginning of the show. Like, yeah, you need to get out of that situation. And staying is not good for your children, But that's not always the case. And I've actually had Lexi, our 20-year-old daughter, tell me recently the sadness that she feels because she feels Parker is getting the parents that she never had. Right? We were both active duty military. We were not in the word. We were not attending church back when we were raising Lexi. I did not homeschool her. I was not home with her. We were not going to counseling to work on the sexual addiction and the problems that Joe and I were having that were tearing our marriage apart. Lexi saw those things. And so she's told us, I feel sadness. I feel like Parker's getting the parents that I never got. And it's not even in a jealous way. It's in a sad way that she wishes she could have the parents that we are now. And talk about the guilt behind that, right, you guys? But... We grow, we learn. When you know better, you do better. I cannot change the past and neither can Joe. All we can do is try to change the future for Parker and any future kids we might have and then also try to repair the relationship that we have with Lexi for the future. Sometimes staying is bad. Sometimes staying is toxic. But sometimes... Staying shows strength because in my case, and I'm speaking about me, leaving would have been an easier thing to do. Leaving would have been weakness in my opinion because that was the easiest thing to do. That's what Satan wanted me to do. That's what Satan expected me to do. When Joe and I sat for that three-day intensive counseling session and stayed the night in a hotel and Joe took his polygraph, I truly believe that Satan was screaming from the depths of hell. And I've told you guys that before. He realized in that moment, the shame is gone. The embarrassment's gone. The fear is gone because the truth has come to the light. And where there's light, there cannot be darkness. And he knew. And I'm getting emotional. (laughs) He knew he lost us. That took strength. Physical strength. Emotional. Mental. That took everything in us. And Joe flat out told me when that three days was done, he said, Tina it would have been easier to just leave you. But we freaking 
took it and we did it and we low crawled through the trenches and we came out on the other side. Parker still has his dad. Lexi still has his dad. We don't have to sell the Alaska property and get divorced. Our dreams are coming true every day because we stayed and we did the hard thing. And we still have so much work to do, right? You don't have 23 years of addiction and betrayal and trauma and just get over it overnight. There's so much work still to be done. But what I tried to offer this girl on that Facebook group was there is hope. And I'm not just saying that. I I can say that because we're living it. And divorce isn't the only option. So the main thing I wanted to just get across in the show today was whatever you're going through, there is hope. And there is resources that can help you because a lot of times we don't know how to help ourselves. We don't have the skills to do it and we can't do it alone. All these years I thought I could do it by myself, you guys, and I tried and I failed. Same thing with Joe. He told me so many times he tried to stop doing what he was doing. But he wasn't strong enough. He needed the Lord and he needed a community of people to rally behind him. So there is hope. Divorce doesn't have to be the only option. Don't get your advice from people that are not where you want to be. Stop it. (laughs) Stop it. Stop going to social media. Social media is corrupt. It's disgusting. (laughs) With a capital D. Stop going to your girlfriend that has a busted up marriage. Stop going to your mama. If your mama's telling you to just get a divorce, he's a loser, you can do better. It doesn't matter who the person is. It doesn't matter if they're family. Because you can get bad advice from anywhere. So don't go to people that aren't where you want to be. And here's a thought. Maybe sometimes our kids need to see us stay. They see divorce all around them. They see homes being split up all around them. And maybe it's not a weakness. Maybe they will find strength in seeing that their parents, no matter what, they never gave up on each other. Because in life, you guys, you can't always just give up on things and walk away. Quitting isn't always the answer. And I pray to God that when both of my children are grown, they look back and they don't just remember the things that were negative and the struggles we had, but they'll remember and be able to say, but you know what? Mom and dad always stayed together, man. Like it didn't freaking matter what came. They were in it to win it. And that is huge. And I would caution you on spilling the beans and sharing all the things about your struggles with people because sometimes We direct all of that to someone else when really it would be better directed with our spouse. Right? We we know we're not supposed to gossip. We know that. And a lot of us do it. We gossip about our own spouse sometimes. Right? I think of so many years where 
I talked about Joe and I cut him down and I called him names and you know, I almost like fed on it when people would like rally with me like, yeah, oh, how sad. And I was the victim and I was the victim. Okay. But I was making myself more of a victim and there was almost a, a, a high from that. Like, oh, wow. You know, you're beautiful. How, how could he do that to you? You deserve so much better. You're such a good mom. You're such a good person. You don't deserve that. He's, that's awful. You need to divorce him. Like it felt good to have someone build me up like that and to tear him down because I was pissed at him. I was mad, I was sad, and I was pissed. So to have someone rally with me and back me up, oh yeah, that feels good. It's not like we seek someone to look at us and go, um, no sister. Yes, what's happening is wrong, but you have to own your responsibility in this too, and you're in this marriage too. So instead of talking crap about me or about your husband to me, why don't you go home and sit down with your husband? The Bible tells us that when we have a problem with somebody, we're supposed to go to that person, not gossip to other people that, again, can't do anything about it. The only person that can do anything about it is the person that offended you, right? So a lot of times, and I, I don't do this anymore, but in, my, in our younger marriage, I mean, we got married when I was 17. I didn't know. I, I literally didn't know any better. We learned how to be married through marriage. <laughs> I, y'all, I talk some shit. I'm not going to lie. And I look back now and I'm ashamed of that. And there's certain people that know certain things about my marriage that I wish they didn't know because they're not good people. And I don't want to dishonor my husband like that. And I wish that I could take those things back, but I can't. All I can do is try to be better. So I don't have a lot of friends because I feel like there's not a lot of people in my circle that are like me. I have a very, and I mean very, small group of friends. Like I could probably count them on one hand, the people that I could be real with and that I could trust. And then our Christian counselors that we've been seeing, and I'm still in individual counseling too, Christian counseling, that's, that's my safe place. That's where I go to vent. That's where I go to say, hey, this is what I'm going through and I need help because it's a safe space and it's private. And I know they're not going to go and tell other people because I don't want to dishonor my husband like that. Right? Um, I was looking at the, at the Bible and in regards to what it talks about gossiping. And um, Ephesians 4.29 says, let no corrupt talk come out of your mouth. But only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. Um, it did nothing for me. It did nothing for Joe. And it didn't really do anything for the person I was telling what I would go and cut down my husband like that. That was not productive in any manner. And it did nothing to better my marriage. So... You know, you guys know the Bible is our life book and you can go in there and there's just so, there's just like this plethora of guidance um, from the Lord on almost anything you can think of. Raising children, marriage, addiction, all the things. And so I would encourage as well as going to someone in the church or someone you could trust or even a good counselor to open your Bible the greatest counselor of all is God, right? So when you're not really sure about things, you go 
and you look at what God has to say about it. And a lot of times it's not what we want to hear, but that's too bad, (laughs) right? So anyway, I was definitely completely triggered when I saw this girl's post on Facebook and everybody was telling her to divorce her husband and, you know, she's weak if she stayed and all that. And I was just like, no, and there's so much of that going on right now. So I just wanted to talk about that in the show and just give encouragement that, you know, there is hope no matter what you're going through. Um, and to stop going to Facebook for advice, <laughs> for goodness sake. So anyway, you guys, that is all I have time for today. It's about time for me to go pick up little Parker from Vacation Bible School. And um, I just love it. He comes home singing songs about the Lord. And oh, it just makes my mama heart happy to hear him reciting scripture at dinner and like, oh, mom, guess what I learned? And super sweet, super good people. Uh, and, um, you know, it's just good for him to be around like-minded folks. So it's very uplifting, but all right, you guys, I hope you enjoyed this show and I will be back hopefully next week. I can't promise just because Joe has his procedure next week for his vasectomy reversal that we've been talking to you guys about. So that's going to be a three-day event. And uh, when he gets back, you know, he's going to need some assistance and we'll be recovering and all that. But I can try to slip away for about an hour to chit-chat with you guys. So say a prayer for us, would you, for next week's procedure that all goes well for Joe. Um, And also that it heals correctly so that we can try to have another baby. All right, you guys have a blessed weekend and I will see you on the next show.